0: It's me. Ooh-wee, it's me. Ooh-wee, it's me. It's me. It's me. I ain't doing nothing
1: but talking shit. So you all gotta like, you know, encourage me the whole way long. Ow. I ain't doing nothing but talking shit. So you all gotta like, you know, like, encourage me the whole way long. Make me say, Ow. What's popping, New York? What's poppin', Los Angeles? Mm -hmm. What the fuck's poppin', San Francisco? Mm -hmm. Indonesia, holla at your boy! Mm -hmm. That's right, and you motherfuckers in China, drop the chopsticks! Holla at your boy! Mm -hmm. Hey, yo, thanks for tuning in to Nestorius Public Radio. I am your host, Nestor Rodriguez, a.k.a. Nestorius. (laughs) Nestorius. <laughs>
2: Yo, the crazy Puerto Rican on the streets reporting. What's going on? My name's Simon Kaufman. We're here for another hour of hilarity, and uh, I just want to send a shout out, you know, to all you men out there mad because your girlfriend's sending me naked pictures on a text message. Doesn't mean I want them. Don't be mad at me. <laughs>
1: your woman so she don't have to send simon kaufman naked pictures you think i need you think i need this leave me alone
2: i'm trying to do my radio show and get my life in order he's trying to hold i don't need all this stupid shit i don't need to see your girlfriend and i don't need you following up and getting mad at me yeah
1: and you're distracting him he's trying to hold on trying to to do the storious public radio yeah read up about it yeah and to my motherfucking left is my main man rich corbin what's up everybody How you doing? That's right, how you doing? (laughs) Bring down the level. Yo, what's up, everybody? How you doing? How you doing? And we got a special guest tonight, live from motherfucking New York, uh, from Santa Monica via New York, I should say, is my main man, Peter Grossman.
0: Yo, how you doing?
1: Yo, how you doing, baby? Hey, yo, Hey, you know what? Right off the bat, I was we were just having uh we were just having something to eat a little while before the show, as we normally do, as uh the fat fucks that we are here in Los Angeles. Well not Rich, because he's he's cleansing. Well, yeah, Rich is cleansing, he's juicing. I'm on a juice yeah,
3: juice yeah, diet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Liquid diet. But
1: but I was talking, I said I said I asked Simon, did I ever uh did I ever say anything to you about uh Peter's father, I think I told Richard, your father is a pretty uh, successful and well-known composer. Yes, he is. That's what I wanted to say. Uh uh and, and your father th- didn't he compose a couple of Michael Jackson's fucking number one hits?
0: Uh he did. He Michael Jackson recorded a song called Gone Too Soon which was on the Dangerous album. Right. And uh uh it was actually dedicated to Ryan White who uh-huh. he and unfortunately Who's just, Ryan White? He was the Boy, he befriended who had AIDS back in the late 80s, early 90s. Then Michael
1: befriended? And Michael
0: befriended, and then they were about to release it as a single. And next thing you know, all the uh, allegations came out against Michael Jackson. They were going to have to kind of put that on the back burner. So, what
1: was the name of the song again?
0: It's called Gone Too Soon. And it's since been recorded oh. by a uh, um, well, uh, couple people recorded actually at. Michael Jackson's Memorial Babyface sang it at the memorial. Oh, okay, mm, okay,
1: yeah. okay. And now your father composed this song. He wrote it. He wrote it. For Michael.
0: He didn't write it for Michael. He, he wrote, wrote it, it. But he wrote it and, and,
1: and MJ MJ Productions wanted to take it.
0: Uh a guy who my dad collaborated with for many years, a gentleman by the name of Buzz Cohan, actually yeah. uh who not was, Cohen, Cohan who's the father <laughs> of Gen- Genji Cohan, who yep. who did Weeds, who, Got it. and uh that's her dad. Got it. Anyway. Uh, he he and my dad worked together for many many years, and uh, he knew Michael since he was a little kid. And they were getting ready to go start producing uh, uh, Dangerous, and th- he sent him the track, and he loved it and wanted to record it, and so mm-hmm. made it yeah. on the album. Mm-hmm. So
1: it's pretty nice, cool. Nice, 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 nice. And what else did your father do? I know you. I, I went to your father's house. My man had fucking. Platinum records up the ass. Your father had more platinum records than my fucking family had platters to eat out of <laughs> on the he's, fucking wall.
0: He's got a few. He's got a couple of Emmys and Emmys and his shit.
1: Loves- so he done some music for television as well. M-
0: music for television, a little bit of film. Also, his 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 real passion is Broadway. He loves he loves the theater. Nice. Uh, but uh, he's also uh, uh, done a lot of uh, uh, who's recorded. He's uh, Stevie Wonder has uh, recorded some of his stuff. Uh, uh-huh. Who else?
1: That girl's got a.
0: So, (laughs) but actually, at Christmas, one of the things that gets played a lot is you ever see the duet of uh, David Bowie and Ben Crosby? Absolutely. So the 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 medley that uh, or the melody that David Bowie sings called "Peace on Earth" he wrote with Buzz Cohan It was for a Ben Crosby special back in yeah, 1978.
1: Damn. Yeah. So, tell me your father's name again, Larry. 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 Larry! What's up, Larry? here <laughs> In New York, right? No, he lives here, here in, in LA. K- oh, he does? <laughs> yeah, he's right here in LA. He was li- in LA. He moved
0: out here almost two years ago. Uh, you
1: know what? I asked you that shit, but he lived up in New York. He lived in New York, York yeah. Boy. Yeah. I
0: mean, he's originally, he grew up in Chicago. Got it. Moved to New York after college. Got it. And
1: You it, look like your father a little bit. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Larry, he's a, he's a right. Larry and I kicked it. Yeah. <laughs> I, Larry and I were kicking it at Kent's wedding. Absolutely. And... Kent, you, fuck, you know you're listening, man. Pick up the fucking phone and call one 9562 <laughs> That's our that's our number. If you're listening live, you know I always ta- I always uh, kind of uh, say you know call us. But I know a lot of our listeners are not listening to us live, which is fine. You know, Nestorius Public Radio loves you d- no matter what. You know what I mean? I t- want you to know that. But if you are at home. In your fruit of the looms. Eating cornflakes. Not doing shit. With your life. With rice milk and stale fucking rotten raspberries. Yesterday's muffins in a tray. Yeah. And your life. You've come to the conclusion that your life is absolutely not amounting to shit. Call us. 1-800- 893 9562. Don't kill yourself yet. Don't give up. Don't jump. There's hope. All right. There you go. There's hope. That's right. Tonight, we will be discussing, or at least trying to discuss, uh, Bloomberg, Mayor Cocksucking Bloomberg from New York. Uh, uh, he, he's trying to uh, require people to food compost. Uh, or compost food. And uh, uh, the special report editorial on how uh, under Bloomberg's regime, there's been more homeless motherfuckers in New York. And uh, although the news media reports that New York is a safer and better place to live. For who? Anyway, we're going to be discussing that. We're going to be discussing uh, uh, voter rights, uh, uh, minimum wage, uh, job interviews, and we're going to be discussing headhunting. Peter Grossman, headhunting. He's a headhunter. not what you think, but uh very close. Anyway, we're back. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because we do it like that.
2: <laughs> That's what we have to. You know what I'm saying? It's not for us, it's for America. It's for the people. Right? You know what I'm saying? They it's need true. to hear this.
1: Yeah, it's for the fucking people. The people need to hear some shit.
2: Yeah. Hey, before we continue, can we get the heat turned up in the studio a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like there's a part of my shirt that isn't sweat through. I'd like to get to that now if possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You didn't tell me it was a sweat lodge yeah. down here. I mean, it's a. Uh, yeah.
1: Big the fuck up to the radiation companies, man! <laughs> people at home in your air conditioning you should be happy that you're sitting at home and you have the luxury of calling in or listening to the show at your leisure. Okay? Because if you're not listening to the show live, there's no excuse for you not to go to iTunes and go to podcasts and look for Nestorius Public Radio and subscribe to the show and download every episode and listen to them at your convenience. And then tell somebody about it. Letting them do the same thing also.
2: Okay? Yeah. Yeah, don't fuck around. Go to iTunes, you download it at your leisure. We've seen some of you people. We've seen what some of your leisure consists of, and you need to make some changes in your life.
1: (laughs) Make some changes, is all we're saying. Some of your
2: leisure is a little out of hand. Okay,
1: so a couple of weeks ago, uh, uh, 4th of July, we didn't have a live show, but a couple of weeks ago we had my man Leslie Small here in the studio, director Leslie Small, director of Kevin Hart's Let Me Explain. And we're we're talking about, you know, the doma uh, act being repealed and 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 gay gay marriage being allowed back in california and all this other shit and and we gently touched on the fact that while that was going on the supreme court struck down a core component of the 1965 voting rights act okay now for those of you that don't know what that is let let, let me explain back in 1965 certain people were not allowed to vote. Or I should say, they they, I, they weren't allowed to vote. Okay? They had the legal right to vote, but right. they were being... Right, 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 right. They were ritter ritter made it very right. difficult. For right, 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 right. Thank you, thank you. So, so... They were getting poll blocked. The, the end result was... They weren't allowed to vote. By that, I mean there were guards saying, what the fuck you doing here? What are you doing? Where are you going? It's Sunday. Sorry, the polls are closed. Blah, 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 blah. And basically, the su- southern states basically changed their polling rules as they felt, you know, as they deemed necessary. So, and usually that involved whenever there was a, a black rapper that came in back in 1965, and and they said, uh, sorry, boy. Sorry, boy. We... We're closed right now. Come back at three and then they come at three and blah blah blah. Anyway, so basically this 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 act basically prevented local governments from changing the polling laws in their cities or states, without first consulting the federal government. In other words, if if a local uh, municipality wanted to change a specific, you know, whatever, we're not gonna, we're not gonna uh, do this. We're not gonna open the polls on Sunday for church, uh, church early for early voters. They would have to, you know, write to the federal government. The federal government would have to review it, and they would have to say, uh no, or yes. Anyway, so. This part of the Voters Act was, was repealed. It was taken away. So. Um, Congress can no longer require nine mostly southern states to get federal approval before changing their voting procedures. OK, under the act uh, keystone of civil rights era legislation, jurisdictions with a history of racial discrimination had been required to have any change in their election law or practices pre-cleared by the federal government. Anyway, you know, the the, the, the fucked up thing about it is that that they basically said um, uh, um, that that. Times are different, basically. That's the reason it, that's the reason it was repealed. Because, you know, we're not living under the same racist conditions. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, everyone's so happy now. We have, uh, what
2: they have an, uh, all these different flavors of Starburst.
1: Yeah. Uh, have, yeah. yeah and, and, have, and,
2: and, and pixie dust straws, yeah, remember? Yeah, they have uh, 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 vibrating dildos. Yeah. For yeah. you to jack off with. Yeah. They have uh, Cheetos now. They yeah. have all different flavors of Cheetos. Who needs to worry about? Everyone's so yeah, happy all, now that, in this country. That all help, right? Everyone yeah. so everyone gets along so well. There's no racism. The LAPD isn't racist,
1: right? Well, what it is, is 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 they use they use the well slavery's not around. We've moved, you know, we we we've progressed as 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 a society as a culture, uh, uh, taking the fact that. In southern states, there still are problems with polling laws. Uh, just, just in this past election, um, another, another component of voting in the South is uh, the, the Sunday, the Sunday uh, uh, early, early voting that they do in the South. And traditionally, it was to allow uh, black church-going families to go and vote near their church. Because a lot of them didn't have transportation, and they pretty much had to work 24 fucking seven, unlike some motherfuckers, you know what I mean, that have cars to take them to the poll, or they can, you know, yeah, change the whole, but anyway, so, so. Well, that, that, that's really interesting that you say that, and I brought
3: this up on, a, on the show, and I don't think I elaborated it before, but when uh, LA County was voting to get rid of, <clears throat> get rid of the, uh, the, Doma. Uh, the, no, the Prop rental, a? yeah, no, the, the, the rental, um, uh, rent control, uh, rent control thing, they attached two things on the bill saying that, okay, listen, if we get rid of rent control, then the city can't come in and bulldoze your house to put a freeway in there, okay? Can't. Or can't. But if you do vote to get rid of rent control, or if you do vote if for you get rid of yeah, rent if control, you allow, if you allow rent control to exist, then, uh, the city does have the ability to bulldoze your house and and come in and put a freeway in there. So that's how they put it on the ballot. So I went to go vote because I lived in an apartment at the time. Right, and you don't want and, your apartment to want get bulldozed. No, I don't want like don't you want, fucking want, own it. I don't like it <laughs> right? fucking matters. Is the I don't rent want, is controlled. Right, I don't want rubble, my rent though. control to go down because fuck! I was yeah. paying nothing. I was paying nothing for this place. Right. So, so you I go, go to rent control, but we've bulldozed the whole.
2: Building. <laughs> no, no, no. So, so you
3: vote so that so, they so can't no. take down the rent control. Right. So I go to vote, and and uh, and and I go there, and it's at a Goodwill on the corner of Laurel Canyon and uh, Moore Park. Moore Park. Yeah. Right there. Okay, next so, to the
1: fucking professional martial arts bar, uh, <laughs> a boxing joint. They That's never where take, I work out. By the way, they never
3: take those fucking punching bags. They never. Down. This, is they a, never this is another do. corner of fucking Laurel <laughs>
1: Canyon and Moore Park, and 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 there's and punching bags, kick bags. They're all outside. So I joke around, and tell them, "Yo, I work out here every day at two <laughs> in the morning because it's it's it's, fr- it's, it's free. It's, it's my gym. It's free. Yeah, it's free. Kickboxing. So,
3: so I go there to vote, right? And then I get there, and they said, "Hey, um, sorry, but uh, they've changed the polling place." Okay, I said, "Okay, where's where?" And they go, "The address is on the card." You, you did in the window?
1: Hold on a second. You didn't tell them at that point that you were in black.
3: They were surprised. They were surprised. I mean, at that point, I
1: would have said, guys, guys.
3: It's more classism in this sense because the reason why they did this last minute because they sent all this stuff out and they put it on the card is uh, they put the wrong address. They put the address as Moore Park and I put it in the GPS and I ended up in the middle of the park on the other side of Florida Canyon. Right, 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 right. And I'm like, you know what? I bet these motherfuckers fucked up and they met Riverside. So I went up to Riverside and, of course, it was on Riverside. And they changed it the last minute and I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck? So I go in and I go, they changed this last minute. I'm, I'm talking to a guy at the polling place. I go, why did they do this? Is this because people in apartments have uh, more mobility issues? They, they People in uh, apartments have less cars, people in houses, more they have more money, they can get around and all of that. Is that kind of an, a way that they were trying to level the playing field? And the guy looked at me, stone faced, and was like, "Yeah, yeah, they do this shit all the time." This is the this is the guy working at the polling place. A volunteer, because no one yes. works. there. It's a volunteer. Yeah, he's yeah but that's just working. an
1: opinion. That's just an opinion. It's an opinion, but it's all those an opinions, guys, by the guy, way, are volunteering. No one gets no one gets paid for that.
2: Well, then. So then they're really stupid. But the, point <laughs> is,
3: but the point is, is that this guy, this guy tells me that they do this type of, uh, the chicanery all the time. They fucking yeah.
1: do it. Chicanery! <laughs> well, the house.
3: They know chicanery they all do right. this all the time because they didn't want as many – because there are a lot more people in Los Angeles living in apartments, living in rent-controlled apartments than there are in in, in the houses. And the person who was behind this bill anyway uh, just happened to be the guy who owns uh, the most right. apartment buildings in right, Los Angeles. Right, right, right.
1: So this thing is, anyways, is important, anyways, but they're that, still going to do their shit. That's a good, good kind of uh, example because, you see, to do that type of shit – Was... To change polling places or misinform the people of the time of the polling places or where the polling locations were. This just gives them ample uh, right. uh, latitude in their ability to and, do and, these things. And types let's face it, man. You're in the South. You're you're African American. You're working fucking class. The last thing you do is have time for bullshit or to fight or whatever. I mean, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's messed up. Anyway, Listen, it's
3: pretty hard to get around in my little scooter thing from going to Moore Park to Riverside. Right. That's hard, especially, right. you know.
1: Anyway, you know what? (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you, Supreme Court, for allowing this shit to happen. Fuck you, fucking southern voting places, you cocksuckers. I hope your voting polls fucking locations blow up before any black person wants to fucking show up, all right? You heard that right from me. The views expressed here are not those views of... Any of my guests.
2: The views of NPR are at the sole discretion of the host and do not reflect the station or station management.
1: Mm. That's, Fuck absolutely, you. that's <laughs> absolutely right. Big up to legalities. That's absolutely right. Listen, because you, pe- you, people got to be informed about this shit. Anyway, anyway, look, we got to move on. We got a fucking crazy show. You we got a crazy show. How crazy is it? Yo, it's it used so to be crazy. your vote didn't count. Now no one's even there
2: counting your vote. You put how it crazy the is it? Yo, how crazy is it? It's Yo. fucking crazy.
1: All right, so so most of us are from New York. Peter, you're, you're, you're a native New Yorker. Native New Yorker, you born, and I, and born
0: and bred, baby. You
1: and I met each other in New York in 1990. <laughs> fucking great year. Absolutely. We, we just missed the fucking, uh, uh, uh. the Medellin fucking drug cartel. You know what I mean? We, 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 we fucking slid under the door. Like, hi, we're alive! You know what I'm saying? What'd you miss? And 1990. And and New York, you know, was in a transitional period in 1990. Absolutely. You know, because the 80s, the 80s were fucking crack the fuck out. Oh, yeah. Okay, historically, you may have heard me say in the 70s, New York was like in a complete deficit. Like... The sanitation wasn't picking up the garbage. It was it was hell. Okay, Mayor Koch took. He was the only crazy motherfucker to say, to, "I'll be the mayor." He was mayor for two years. He it, took those no He was, a, sh- was a mayor for twelve years. Twelve years. Excuse me. Excuse me. Twelve. Three I'm, terms. I, I meant two terms. Three terms. Three, three, three terms. Turned out a music video. No, three three terms. Yeah, he, he didn't he give did. a shit. He's one of the most liked, most controversial, and most hated mayors of all time okay rightfully so
0: but most of these guys once they're in for the third term they become they go from most liked to most hated
1: absolutely mayor koch is a closet homosexual that did nothing okay nothing to fucking support gay rights or the other thing that was going on in the 80s with the AIDS, AIDS the AIDS epidemic he did nothing so that's how controversial the fucking guy was he was like fuck the fuck the fags i mean that's how he was he was straight up like that and so- he used to fuck the fags well I don't know what he used to do he was a closet no one he, he, anyway that's the, we're not talking about Koch we're talking about the history of, of New York City from the 70s to the 80s so we got out of the fucking like, like the dregs of shit in the 70s thanks to Mayor Ed Koch Correct. and fucking uh, David Dinkins tried to fucking you know jerk everything off in in the early 80s right in the early was, 90s in the early 90s from 88
0: to 92 excuse me
1: cause right in early 90s so, so the 80s were cracked I think all we have the, 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 the 80s were cracked <laughs> out no I'm thinking I'm thinking in the There's early 80s. All
3: over the place. I'm
1: not thinking yeah. the early 80s, but Yo, they were, Jupiter, <laughs> No, Jupiter. No, no, Jupiter. You're not going to believe what happened. Yo, <laughs> no, the '80s, no, the early 80s, that was Koch's term. I'm thinking, so Koch ended like in fucking late 80s. Is late what I'm 80s, talking. Late yeah. 80s, got it. So, and, and, and so of course there was hope. Black mayor, blah, blah, blah. He was flaccid. He was fucking... Useless. May well, Dinkins. And,
0: and the economy tanked again in New York right. in the early nineties right. after the stock market crash. Right. And, and, and we were talking
1: about this early. The it, stock market crash because of the phony fucking uh stimulus of the economy because Reagan fucking you know, the whole and credit and all that other bullshit. Which we'll get into some of that stuff sure. in a bit. But uh, uh, uh so fast forward, you know, Rudy Giuliani takes over in the mid nineties. He's a ex fucking uh uh um Oh, he's a U.S. attorney. U.S. attorney who, who, who stood head on against the mafia. He was one of the only dudes that said, fuck you, we don't care. So at the beginning you thought, man, Giuliani, wow, this guy's the real deal, right? Absolutely. He ain't taking shit from nobody. In, in, in plain sight, on TV, he was like, we're not afraid of the mob. We're not afraid of, of, of organized crime, and we're going to get down to the bottom of it. Great, hero, right? Whoever did that before. Then 9 11 comes. I mean, he does a lot of things here and there to keep New York safer. And little by little, New York starts to change. You know, come 2000, the early the early years of 2000, 2001, 9 11 happens. All of a sudden, panic starts, you know, in the nation and New York. Bloomberg takes over. Now, Bloomberg is the richest motherfucker, one of the richest motherfuckers in this country, okay? He owns. A lot of uh, media uh, uh, veins, so so he can manipulate fucking news as as he pleases, financial and otherwise. He's the only mayor. I think, that has not taken a salary because he doesn't have to. He's a fucking... Well, he does have a TV channel, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's, I mean, a, he's, he's a filthy
2: fucking he's got rich got a calendar, He's got a calendar. He's got
3: a desk calendar.
2: <laughs> he's, got, he's got stickers. He's
1: got, he's got fucking QR codes. He's got an iPhone Yo, 5. He's, he's on iTunes. He's, he's not noteworthy. okay?
0: Net worth of $27 billion. Billion! God, oh. Is there a we
3: in billion no. No. It's just I.
1: I, <laughs> I, 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 just, I, I.
3: We 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 need to get a lot of these billionaires out of office because fuck who gives a shit if they don't fucking take a Well, fucking here's pizza? the deal. Well, here's the deal. Because the, But but here's the thing though.
0: When you're a CEO of a company see the companies are not democracies. When you're CEO, it's like my way or the highway, this is what I'm doing, and like you're you're either with me or you're not and that. But as an elected elected officials, that's not how government works. Right, but that's how he's been running New that's York. That's
1: how he's been running New York. And 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 so here's the here's the flip side of that. Rich, the the thing is, people tend to trust people with money. Right, you think. New York, no, I'm saying New York, like, like. No, like, I agree that they, huh? they can manage money. They manage money. They know money. how to handle all this right. stuff and right, all that. Right, right.
3: But the problem is, is that they tend to just manage the money. They don't manage the people. who no, don't no, no, no. Get fifty thousand. No, people they tend of- to
1: manage things for people who have money. Right, exactly. That's they, what it tends they to manage happen. manage the money, which so, is so. For, for those, those of you that company. don't know, you know, this is again my opinion. I personally loved New York City when you can walk up. Times Square and see three crack whore fucking herpes, herpes lipped hookers ask you to suck your cock for $5. You see, because I felt like an American. I felt like I had a choice. Everyone could afford it. Right. But I felt like <laughs> I could do it or not do it. It was a choice. I walk up fucking Times Square and I don't have a choice. 200 bucks for just for a dinner date. No, I don't have a choice. I get bombarded, ass fucked, visually fucked by Disneyland. It is. It's, it's Disneyland. fucking Disneyland. It's like, I want Times Square to be Times Square. I want New York to be New York, the New York I fucking knew. That, that's when I knew, and that was in the early 90s when Times Square Started the the fucking development project, and 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 look look, I'm not hating on uh, fixing things up, making them safer. You know I'm an electrician by trade. Don't don't, don't let Disney do it. Well, no, they, yeah, well, it's a, it's How a, many fucking M Ms do you need, you fat
2: greasy <laughs> shit Whoa. steen fuckface? Your whole family looks like a yellow peanut M M&M. M. You're walking <laughs> in the fucking place. Three levels of M Ms, you cocksuckers.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's it's like it's like this. Look, it's not all black and white. If you look at no, Grand they got, Central, they got pink M&Ms now. If, if you look at Grand Central Station, sorry. right? Grand Central Station stood to be torn down. In the '70s, it did. Jackie O. First of all, Grand Central Station was crack, heroin. It was fucking. It was like a. You wouldn't want to walk through there. No. All right, between Vanderbilt and fucking uh, uh, Lexington and Third Avenue in that area, which is which is crazy. You know what I mean? So thanks to Jacqueline uh, Kennedy Onassis, she fought for uh, 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 to keep. To keep up uh, the Grand Central Station preserved, they formed this thing called the Grand Central Partnership, in which the businesses along that area chipped in, and what they did was they hired transient guys from jail and homeless people, and they gave them jobs. Brilliant! You know what I mean? Yeah. Clean uh, up the neighborhood. Clean up the neighborhood. Get people jobs. And and they fucking, they spanked up Grand Central Station. And they bought legitimate businesses in there, restaurants, Legitimate stores. businesses, restaurants, the oyster bar. I mean, it's amazing. You you wouldn't want to eat nothing in there in, in the 70s. No. It was fucking rats and roaches. I mean, seriously, if you were a kid and you walked through the shuttle to go from Grand Central to Times Square and back and you walked through Grand Central Station, you'd be like, this is nasty. You know what I mean? So she 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 got it together. I actually had the privilege of working on lighting the facade of Grand Central Station from across the Lincoln Building, across across the street from the Lincoln Building. With where, 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 six, six,
0: yeah, sixty East Forty Second Street, sixty East
1: Forty Second where Dayton had a fucking office. Yeah. Our friend Dayton, you know. Big Dayton. You're
0: Anyways. dating
2: yourself.
1: No, no. Uh. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, basically. Um, um, uh, they fix it, so it's not black and white. So Times Square, it's well, the thing is that it's, it's 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 atrocious, man. So then the next thing this fucking guy does, look, New York is a pedestrian society. People walk. They walk wherever they feel like walking. The first thing he starts doing is he starts blocking intersections from pedestrian access. You can't cross the street here. You have to cross the street over there, right? And then he starts changing fucking. Uh, direction of traffic. Like, you could only go up fucking the west side through this street and then come back. Basically, look, I'll cut to the chase. He's created a clusterfuck not only for fucking pedestrians but for traffic. The last thing he did, and I'm gonna get into the health concerns that he fucking implemented, the last thing he did was he creates these bike lanes. So now... Cars that used to be parked on opposite ends of the streets, they have to be parked where there was another lane. So there's a bike lane next to the sidewalk now, and there's like a little island, and then the parking now takes up a lane where people, where, where cars used to drive. So now you're taking fucking passageways for fucking cars to, 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 to drive through on the streets. What does that happen? What, what does that mean? That means that a cab ride that would have taken me 10 fucking minutes now takes me 35 fucking minutes. And it cost you $20 and It cost more. me $20. So you know what? But Fuck makes- you. I'm going to walk. Okay? Fuck you, Bloomberg. I'm walking. I'm not taking a cab. You <laughs> oh, these- cocksucker.
2: The bike lanes are ridiculous. I thought when they first put them in, they wanted the bicyclists to ride down them so we could run them over. I didn't get it. That's what I thought. <laughs> so stupid. That's what I thought, because...
1: roll, roll, row your bike fucking
2: somewhere else. Anyway, dude. anyway.
1: So, so he's basically, in essence, fucked up New York. He's created it to be a playground for the rich, basically, because unless you're like me and have a three-bedroom rent-controlled apartment on East 100th Street in fucking Spanish Harlem, you're shit out of luck. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just letting you know that... Uncle Ness, he's got that shit down, okay? I got that shit down. So, what is the next thing he does? He starts regulating the size of Coca-Cola or soft drinks that you can have. Because you're a fat fuck, and you can't fucking regulate how much calories you take, so all the rest of us now have to pay, right? Right? If I want a fucking super size Coke, I can't have
0: one.
3: If I want a big gulp, I can't have
1: one. If I want a huh? fucking big gulp, it's summertime, yeah. 7-Eleven,
3: big gulp. Yeah. I- maybe you're gonna go on a journey and you need a lot of that for you know you don't want to suck it down right away. Yeah. No. Maybe you're gonna go on a journey
2: yeah. to the to the adult uh, movie theater and you need a big gulp. Maybe you might take a, take a bit big of gulp later. But here's the question that really comes down with this whole thing. What's the question? What is the role of government? in in interfering when it comes to something like like sodas that are disgustingly bad for people you got 9 year olds with type
1: 2 diabetes you think it, you think that's the government's responsibility no that's the question that we I think have, it's i not, think it's, the it's, government's it's, responsibility is to regulate the fucking banking industry okay i think it's the government's responsibility to fucking make sure that the people who are getting paid by our tax dollars to protect us and to protect our rights I think it's the government's responsibility to do that shit. Don't fucking... Don't go in here trying to micromanage how much soda you drink, what food you eat, and all this other bullshit. Well, you want to regulate something? Regulate genetically modified fucking foods. Go to the source. Go to Monsanto. Yeah. Regulate those yeah.
3: motherfuckers. They're cherry-picking. They're cherry-picking yeah. whatever yeah. is not going to hurt uh, You know the people who are fucking in their the pocket rich, at that The point. rich motherfuckers. Exactly. Who's, exactly. Right,
1: who can we allow the the public to see that we're Doing something for them. Meanwhile, the people who re- we really, who we really need to go after. We want. We were discussing this in the other show. Okay. There's a there's a conspiracy uh, amongst uh, uh, chocolate companies, Mars and shit like that in Canada. Yeah. So, so of course they make a big deal. oh they they're, they're trying to fix fucking chocolate prices in Canada. Who gives a Fuck. There are more important things to deal with. Again, you want to regulate food? Regulate Monsanto. Regulate soybean fucking bullshit. Regulate the fact that you genetically modify all sorts of shit. You don't even know what the fuck you're eating. You don't know. This 4th of July, I'm making hot dogs, okay? And out of, out of the blue, I decide, let me see who makes these. We, we, my wife and I have this discussion. We don't even know where our food comes from. Uh, I have ballpark friends. Franks. What's more fucking American than hot dogs? Um, well, apple pie, apple pie, and baseball, and baseball, yeah. and, racism. And, Bruce, and, and racism. Bruce, <laughs> <Benstein>. <laughs> and racism. and racism. <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking about we're talking about traditional, right? Traditional. Wink, 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 wink. So, my athlete named Ballpark Franks. Guess where the buns are made?
3: Um, Canada, Mexico, Mexico. Yeah, ah, wrong Mexico. Coast.
1: <laughs> All right. right. And, what and, do you want Do you want him
3: made in
2: Mexico or do you want him made here by a Mexican guy? What's the difference? Well, here's the, here's the difference. Here's the difference.
1: And, and that's, right? a, that's an interesting I'd, question. Here's the difference. I'd like them made, made by somebody who... Um, I want them made here. Yeah. By a Mexican. Okay? Because a Mexican's going to work. He's right. going to make money from that money he's gonna pay taxes that tax goes into our economy that tax goes into the economy the economy goes better they can hire more fucking Mexicans to, to make more fucking buns okay that's the problem so, uh, you, so you do want a Mexican making your
2: bun it's just a geographical question want, of where do I want my Mexican no, 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 making no, my no,
1: bun. no no you asked it's the question do you, <laughs> would you want a Mexican right I, I, I said I'd rather have a Mexican making the buns here in the United States than our fucking money our our production, our services being produced outside of the United but States, but it costs so too no, much
3: to pay a Mexican in this country to make bread in this country. As hostess will will say, will attest, will attest to Mexican, because w- it's cheaper to pay a Mexican in Mexico than it is to a, you know a guy that's already here.
1: Well, we're gonna get into we're gonna get but, into all this stuff because because the, the, this conversation is gonna go right into what we were talking well, about. Go ahead, go ahead. If a Mexican's
2: not available,
1: what's your second choice? Uh, A a handicapped guy Because a white fucking person Ain't gonna take a job like that A typical white American guy Is not gonna take that job White people don't even make White bread anymore That's right What's going on in this country? But I'm saying A typical white American I grew up on the east coast I'm a union electrician Okay When I grew up As an electrician, as a union guy, most of those fucking white guys from Long Island, their thing is like, ah, fuck them. They're so gung-ho anti-anybody that's not white to do anything. But meanwhile, if there was no construction work, I guarantee you not one of those guys would go out and cultivate some fucking spinach if they had to. Okay? Or babysit some kids. Or clean some fucking rooms in, in a motel, okay? So let's face it. That's another conversation altogether. If I want my buns baked in Mexico by a Mexican or my buns baked in America by a Mexican, guess what I'll take? Well, you know, you that's always do, right.
2: you go to Mexico and they say, oh, be careful. Don't eat the food. Don't drink the right. water. And then you sit in a restaurant here and who brings you the water and the food? Right.
1: White guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mexicans. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know what Mexican brings you the water. The water and the food? Yeah. All oh, right. The white guy
2: takes the order. Yeah, and saying, keeps the tip. I'm saying you go to Mexico. Yeah. They say don't drink the water, don't eat the food. You sit down in a restaurant. Who comes up with the water and the food? You,
3: <laughs> and where was your food cultivated and made and processed, as we just found? All
1: right. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. So there's a you know the minimum wage uh, is is uh, is looking to be uh, raised again, and I believe uh, the minimum wage has it been changed from 7.25 yet, or is it still 7.25? Uh, I think it's eight dollars now. The federal minimum wage, because of course uh, any federal any state can charge can right. can, can No, pay the federal minimum
0: minimum wage is seven twenty five per hour. Right.
1: Okay, that's what I thought. So okay, so uh, uh, President Obama has suggested raising the minimum wage to nine dollars earlier this year, and uh, he was accused of being a danger. Uh, he was accused of being a dangerous retributionist. Um, um, Which means what? What's a retributionist? Look it up. You have a computer, right? No, no, no.
3: I think he I think he said redistribu it.
1: <laughs> redistributionist. Hey, can we edit that, Nick? Re- okay, yeah, right, right, right. hold on, hold on. You're make right, it make redistributionist. A clean break. redistributionist. Redistributionist. Right, 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 right. He was a dangerous redistributionist. <laughs> and, and, and what's wrong with that? <laughs> he
2: was a dangerous redistributionist. Ladies and gentlemen, please be on the lookout for a dangerous redistributionist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Well,
3: that was, yeah, but that's at a time when when this country used to be kind of a closed circuit where where things were made in this country, yeah, things were the bottom right. of this country, but Ladies now that's what it means.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, be on the lookout for a crazy
2: wild redistributionist. He could be armed and dangerous.
1: Yeah,
3: He might be trying to give everybody your money. He's it, basically I taking money
1: away from other people and fucking distributing it. As I mean, that's what companies do, though.
3: That's what they're letting all the big
1: companies well, okay do. Well, it's okay if companies do it.
3: Oh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Companies can do that.
1: A
2: redistributionist is one who believes in or advocates a welfare state. Right. Anyone who can say redistribution is three times... Might be a redistributionist.
1: Redistributionist, <laughs> read <distributionist>, read <laughs> so a redistributionist. 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 Redistributionist.
2: Redistributionist. 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 Redistributionist.
1: Redistributionist. 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 So anyway, uh, so a redistributionist that I called him uh, what did I call it? I called him a, uh, what a, retribution. is, a, 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 a retributionist. a retribution. A retribution
2: fortnight. You think his retribution. So look up what a retribution we is. We know what it means, someone who George Bush who retributions Okay, so but I'm not <laughs>
1: arguing for a higher minimum wage out of some sense of morality or social justice. I make the case as a businessman, this is the guy who's writing this article, uh, Nick. Uh, Han hour from Bloombergcom absolutely uh, you know bloombergcom right so, Bloomberg so he says this is an interesting thing though he goes he goes um, um, uh, uh, so I'm not arguing I'm not arguing for a high minimum wage out of some sense of morality or social justice I make the case as a businessman and entrepreneur who sees our millions of low-paid workers as customers to be cultivated and not as costs to be cut Um Uh, significantly raising the minimum wage would boost our economy by $450 billion each year, giving more purchasing power to millions, and with it more profits to business businesses for the small government uh, set of those who view my meddling with wages as needless government interference consider this additional benefit putting more cash in workers pockets would substantially reduce government intervention and dependency on public assistance programs I don't necessarily agree with that but but, this is what would happen you raise
3: raise minimum wage they're just going to raise the price of their fucking iPods they're going to raise the price of milk they're going to raise the price of chicken because they're going to have to, because it's costing them to pay the people more money that's that's essentially well, what it well, does well,
1: when you talk about raising so, minimum wage right and for it to affect everybody else all of us the way you're describing it we're we're then just talking about manufacturing okay because when it comes to service or goods service and goods they primarily depend on fuel Transportation. When you talk about goods, when you talk about foods, when you talk about items that are sold, electronics, whatever the fuck, to get from point A to point B requires trucks. Yeah, exactly. But but what I'm saying is that when you when
3: you when you make it harder for the when you make it when the company has is going to make less money because they're paying their employees more. But see, I guess, I I don't know. They're not really paying their employees in this country. They're paying them somewhere else.
2: But how does this help the economy? You're asking a company to pay more out now in the hopes that They'll have more money, and they'll come and buy back later. It, oh. it really doesn't make a ton of sense. I, I'd like to hear what Peter has to say about it. Yeah, the, the uh, man, yeah. the redistributionist, cut master, flex. Wow, wow, wow.
1: Well, first of all, first of all, we talked about Peter uh, briefly. Uh, we introduced him as a headhunter, but Peter, you worked in the financial sector for uh, for a while. Yes, for te- a long time, o- over ten years. Over ten years. over ten yes. years. Over fifteen you, years. Over fifteen years. You were you were. Uh, 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 I was.
0: Uh, uh, I worked on the trading floor at the New York Stock Exchange for several different firms executing... Picking up the
1: phone, I'll take it. Executing how many, how many, poor how, people. How many stocks <laughs> on Apple? Okay, $500 share. Did Run you have like the room?
3: fistfuls of paper and all that? Like, hey. like in trading places? Like that. that's just... Man, that's crazy.
0: I mean... It that's is, the it is, way it was that's done. An, that's an extreme. The, the commodities markets, their, their style of trading is a little bit different. Uh-huh. But if there was news out in a, on a stock and it was going crazy, you'd have 20, 30 guys in there yelling and screaming and punching each other. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I've, seen oh, guys, yeah? I've seen guys get black eyes and broken noses. Oh, and so that's why like, I was wow. selling a
1: lot of crack to some of those white guys. So they could forget their pain? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very high-stress <sighs> job, huh?
0: It, it, definitely. Oh, hell but yeah. it was fun. I mean, it was a cool place to work. I mean, it was yeah. a lot of... A lot of interesting uh, characters <laughs> who work down there.
1: Yo, <laughs> I'm surprised anybody's you give me greatest. a stock tip, I sell you some yayo, and we all live happily ever after, okay? <laughs> Yo, you got the
2: tip, I got the yayo, but first you got to show so me the you, tip before I give it a joke. What's your take
1: on this, on this, you know, uh,
0: raising the minimum wage? So, so, if you do the math, 7 dollars seven twenty-five an hour, 40-hour a week, that's $290 a week. Long story short, you're making a little over fifteen grand a year. I don't know anybody who can live on fifteen grand a year, unless you live in like North Dakota or something like that. Now go that, back to
1: the mathematical equation: seven twenty-five, seven twenty-five times forty hours, uh, hours a week,
0: week is two ninety a week. That's before taxes.
1: That's before taxes. You know how much of that money the government takes? That's before taxes. I, I'm, you know how I, much money that person takes a week? A hundred, hundred and fifty, maybe. No. no. Well, they skim off
3: about twenty percent. What? They skim off about twenty percent.
1: Well I well they, at the most. Well, it depends, I mean, it also depends no on the depends on, on no, your no, it depends on your defense. If you have no dependence. If you you have you have have dependence. You well,
3: if you don't, but a lot they'll most take of the people in this country procreate. They'll
1: take f- over forty no. percent.
0: No, no, they're not really? gonna take that much because no. the gross isn't the gross the, isn't at that high. T- isn't at that level.
1: I, I but, gotta check. I gotta check a fucking residual check. No lie, one hundred and twenty-five dollars. You know how much money I got out of it? Fifty-four dollars. I'll show you the fucking. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, but they're taking out for all your kids you have everywhere. They they're, taking no, out I'm for joking. nothing because <laughs> I'm I joking. because I I. Well, you
3: get money back for having kids. The no, single people get fucked. but yeah, right. not when you don't. You claim for you explain
1: that to me. You got. Granted, they they're taxing me for federal. They're taking out Social Security. Taking off of Medicaid, they're taking off for New York State, and they're taking off of California. But even the California is only a couple of dollars. They're you know, taking another taking for the California. Milky Way.
2: There's a Milky Way tax. There's state, federal, no, no, and now universal. tax. What I'm saying is, uh.
1: trust me, you're not making, you're not taking that much money. No, home. you're not
0: taking that much money home. exactly, but the point is, is that if someone is making. uh over twenty percent more if you raise it up to nine bucks, which would still, you know, which would then in forty years be three hundred and sixty dollars a week. Not exactly uh right. you know
1: not exactly the,
0: fucking uh, Hampton
1: Vacation. Exactly, money. exactly. Yeah. But but that will three hundred and sixty dollars a week that comes out to about maybe two ninety take home, if you're lucky. If you're lucky. If you're fucking mm-hmm. lucky. So, but and you know, if you sell some cocaine and some angel dust on the side, you can subsidize you can subsidize uh, not only your pain for being a minority, but you could also subsidize your income. <laughs> but that still puts you. That still puts <laughs> so you. So it's in. a win win situation for everybody.
0: <laughs> but they still that, that'll put you in at at making you know gross eighteen thousand seven hundred dollars a year 925. At, at, at nine twenty five at not at 9 bucks a year could nine. Bucks college a hour. students make more than that.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, OK. So but you're, you're talking you're talking gross annual figures. But, I mean, but the reality is,
0: you know, in this day and age in 2013, I don't know anybody who can live on that, sustain themselves on that little income. But, I then, but
1: then the argument is this, Peter, the argument is this. A lot of the people who are making minimum wage are uneducated. They don't have any skills, any job skills. So they're they're only able to get certain types of jobs. Which only pay minimum wage, so that's the argument. No, well,
0: I, not necessarily. Okay. I mean, I mean, so if if you know, it depends on you know what they're doing, but it, it at some point, I mean, it oh, these people are doing jobs that nobody else wants to do, right? But they need to get done, right? So, but but they should be paired to be paid a fair wage to do it,
1: right? But so- who's to say what's a fair wage? Right? Because, if, because if, if if the employer uh, says that they can only afford to pay this... I'll tell you, a fair,
2: a fair wage is what somebody is willing to do it for. As soon as nobody's willing to do it for that dollar, now the price has to go up. It but if con- you've got people lining up to do it for seven, you don't have to pay eight.
1: Not according to Peter's uh, 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 illustration. A fair wage would be something that someone would get per hour so that it would facilitate but the, but, them to have a decent costs, way of living. It, it costs
3: a lot more to live in this country right. than it did in the right. 50s and right. 60s. It, right. it really does. And so, in New York and California, even more so. Exactly. You know, With rent going up, the cost of a house, I mean, there's so many more people Forget in the house, dude. We're not but, talking about people who live no, in houses. But, but, but back then, you could go and get a job and you didn't have to be necessarily college educated. You just had to go and get a job and do your job. And you could have a family and you could do that those things, and it was the American dream. Right. But now, the American dream is, Jesus Christ, I, I I hope I can fucking pay my 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 rent, you know? The American
2: dream is butt implants and be like Kim Kardashian and be
0: fabulous and a
1: limousine. Ahead, Peter. <laughs> Don't be shy, because you're going to have to... do you know. no, yeah, yeah, so, yeah.
0: But, but the point is, is that if in those particular jobs, with these low low paying jobs, there's also a higher m- amount of turnover. So, right. so there's cost to the employer of having to retrain people because people kind of you right. know keep right. cycling out. Right. Well, if you're paying them a little right. bit more or a fair wage, they may whatever, want to stay. They may want to stay. Right. They may have opportunity but to grow. That's and a good they, point. But if they're if they're doing if if they're doing their job better, that means they're more productive. So your business therefore becomes more productive. Right. And then you're providing so, a better service. So you're saying it's service.
1: an investment in the long term it's for an, the it, business it, it, and for the
0: owner to invest in your employees. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely, because Brian. the
1: other thing that you didn't mention is that if you pay employees less and and, and, and not only is there a higher turnover, but there's a higher uh, 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 possibility of your taco shells being licked. And- Let me ask you this good point that was a, you know what I mean Absolutely. and somebody taking off their shoes and mashing the potatoes at Wendy's with their yeah, feet or somebody taking a something. bath in the fucking sink where you're supposed to be washing the dishes or, some or somebody urinating a, in the fucking salad when was the last time movie theater
3: you, when was the last time you went to an In-N-Out Burger okay I haven't I been to, to
1: In-N-Out an, a, how, how a
0: happy,
3: a, a happy are these motherfuckers when you go to they're all like smiles and shit yeah, yeah. they get paid really well they get paid they get paid better than most cooks do right, right. at a nice restaurant at you know what In-N-Out Burger do you know um, how
1: much they get paid an hour?
3: Was it twelve? Something like that. Yeah, between it's like twelve, 12 and fifteen dollars. That's more than the cooks probably at at at, at a nice French restaurant right. or 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 right. any of these restaurants downtown here. That's a that's a that's a very good point, and that goes
0: with what Peter. That goes with what Peter's saying. That that's a very good point. And in and that, yeah. out burger Friday night driving driving back into L. A. We they weren't the, rude, were they? No, they're the nicest people. Like we we were retarded in the way we were ordering, of or they, And the guy was like,
1: you yeah, know, take. It off. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking double special sauce, double patty with the onions, animal style. style eating motherfuckers. <laughs> so you were acting a fool, and
0: you didn't. You were. But and the they were patient. Hey, take your time, no worries. They and don't care. Yeah. So. And
1: even the people waiting in line to eat a burger, they're also amicable. So the average salary
0: for an associate at In-N-Out Burger is ten fifty three an hour. Ten fifty three. Okay. That's average. But but, but that's average. But that's then if good. you're a cook, you're making twelve nineteen an hour. Right. So, and the right. longer you're there, and the more you move up, right, that that right. rate is going going up. Th-
1: that's a perfect example, and I'm glad you brought that up, Rich. That's a perfect example of what you're saying, Peter. You're saying that if the company invests in their employees, i.e., give them a little bit better benefits, and of course, the better benefits initially is a better uh, a better, a better wage. wage. You know, give them a better wage, they're apt to stay because they're apt to think. This is a good job. It's a good paying job, you know. If people are, feel they're being taken care of, they're they, going to be loyal. They're why would you want to go somewhere else? Exactly, right? Exactly. So, so good point. And In n Out Burger does take care of their people, and that's part of why they're all happy. And a lot and of And that's time, why everybody loves
3: them. It's a good right. product. The food is good. It tastes good. You don't have an asshole like you know dealing with you because right, you know. Right. And there's always a line.
1: Going always a time. line. Always, always a fucking
0: line going into those places. <laughs> the
1: lights are off and people are pulling could, up. Could going, you imagine some people actually say In-N-Out Burger sucks? No. I mean, there's a whole slew of people that, that'll say, In-N-Out Burger sucks, it's not that good, and ah, I don't think it's that great, and all this other stuff. They can stuff. say that,
3: but they eat vegan. They're
1: vegans. <laughs> Yes, right. In and out burger, we love them. So okay, so 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 you you're in total support of fifteen dollar an hour. I mean that that th- this is a discussion that can go on for hours. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because fifteen dollars an hour is more than fifty percent of the uh, current minimum wage. So you're asking employers to double the minimum wage, which is that's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people, considering that. Uh, I don't know how it is now, but the economy isn't necessarily 100 fucking percent. People aren't buying, you know what I mean? I, I mean, people are buying, but I don't see people. I, I think I read an article where people, people who spend a lot of money aren't buying as much, meaning the richer people aren't buying as much. Let me Let me
3: ask you this. If you have a society of people that, have maxed out their credit and they can't get any more credit cards and this society is is dependent on people buying shit like our society right how are these companies supposed to uh actually make any money if the people that you know that they're employing or that that are living in this well, society how are they going to buy the shit Well you see how, how does that work and you say, that that runs right in line with that they can't get any more credit yeah. it was really great a couple of years yeah. ago when people could mortgage their house or could they they could they could fucking get a credit card cuz yeah. they were giving credit cards to fucking every anybody yeah. they they're giving them to 16 year olds yeah more so, than so, 3 so to that point, though, today, today's
0: Wall Street Journal, the U.S. government posted its biggest June budget surplus on record after receiving big dividend payments from mortgage giants, Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae. So things are turning around. They're going slowly, but things are definitely getting better. The employment numbers are consistently month after month. Ticking getting up, better. Getting better, taking up slowly. Um,
1: so the, why did the stock market, for instance, the other day, like fell because of the because of the fear of the of the bonds not being because
0: st- the fear of interest rates going higher when interest rate when interest rates go higher bond prices go lower right and so uh, you know we've had very easy money the Fed has so interest if interest
1: ra- rates go higher that means people are less apt to borrow and less apt to spend
0: well yeah because it's going to cost more more for you to borrow and people have been basically borrowing money at which is point. what you
1: were saying which is people who are f- rich were saying people are going to max out their credit and they can't buy more goods yeah,
3: they can't get another credit card but you're saying the banks are going to want you're give- saying
1: that the- that
3: the feds
0: reported a, a, a lot, the biggest june budget surplus on record after And what a, does that mean? So basically that means so Obama's the, turning it around. Basically the, the, the revenues that are coming in the you know on a monthly basis are at a surplus at a we're not running at a deficit on, month over month. So this june it was uh uh they received it was the largest June surplus defense. in five years, reflected in broadly in an improved fiscal outlook, as well as almost
1: sixty-seven billion in payments from two mortgage finance companies. Got it. But here's this: more than three quarters of Americans say they are living paycheck to paycheck. More than three quarters, okay, with barely enough to scrape by in an emergency. Okay, in a survey in a survey of one thousand adults, fewer than one in four said they had enough money to cover expenses for six months. Half said. They had less than a three-month cushion, while about a quarter said they had no savings at all. So everybody's fucked, and what
3: it comes down to is that people are spending less money and paying their bills. But they're buying less from the companies. They're buying less from things, but they're paying the things that they have to pay. Let me ask them. Their mortgage because they don't want to lose their house. That's That becomes a priority rather than a really expensive pair of kicks.
0: or. But so know. much of what was driving the economy before everything the bottom fell out in 2008 mm-hmm. 2009 was the fact that, the real estate boom had taken off. People had all this, uh, you know, positive equity that they were borrowing against yeah. and taking second mortgages on to go out and then live above their means, and right. then and you know right. it got in this vicious cycle yeah. and got into this huge hole. And right. then when the economy tanked, and a lot of people lost right. their jobs, right. it, it just so it, so
1: so with that example, a lot of people are responsible, right? You can't just pinpoint. You can't just. Point the finger at banks. No. You, you, no. Everyone's got you know this. I, I I always say this in on the show many times that the main problem in America is irresponsibility. Okay? People in general do not want to take responsibility. You know what I mean? You gotta take responsibility. Corporations gotta take responsibilities. Banking uh, industries have to take responsibility, The fucking government has to take responsibility. What happens is that there's a lot of finger-pointing and, oh, it wasn't me. I didn't do that. No, he's Republican. No, he's Democrat. No, and and nothing ever gets done. Well, you know what in, I'm saying? On the individual that's level,
2: on the individual level, if you're hurting, it's because you're not saving. You're not putting aside. But here's the
3: deal. Here's the deal. But you got to have that here, BMW. you got to have well, that iPhone. No, no, that's here, that's here but in that's LA. that's your
1: responsibility. Well, that's part of your responsibility. Living within your means is the... it's. E- Economics 101. Yeah. Uh, my, my father didn't graduate from high school. My mother didn't graduate from high school. My mother worked at a factory, okay? My father was a fucking doorman, okay, in New York. A doorman, okay? So what I'm trying to tell you is I don't come from uh, uh, an educated view of, of economics. But the basics, the basics, what I learned from the basics was You live within your means. Exactly. If you have a dollar to eat, right, and it's you and me, Peter, then that means we have 50 cents each to eat, right, Peter? And you and I go to In-N-Out Burger, and the fucking burgers cost a dollar. Guess what, Peter? You and I are going to split a burger, right? Absolutely. And then maybe I'm going to punch somebody in the head and take their soda because we didn't have enough money for the soda. You know (laughs) what I mean? No, all jokes aside. How do you divide the soda? But you me, sl- you take a sip and you take a sip. But let
3: me let me throw, this in there. There. Let yeah. me throw <laughs> this in there. Let me throw this in your father or your grandfather. Those you know those previous generations. This might not relate to anything, but they didn't have. Ten Capital One ads on the you know on the Super Bowl. They didn't have this constant pressure no, no, to no, no, go no. and get credit cards. I got it. There is responsibility for the person. They need to resist all of those things. I got it. And they need to live it within the I got means. It. I totally get I got it. it. But they also but the responsibility does lie with these companies too. That's well, hey, if we if we inundate the, our society well, the with, with the okay to put everything on credit, they're so short-sighted and they just want, you know, they they they, they think that they're gonna get it in the end, but they're not because it's
1: going to run out at some point, well, in here's my the, opinion. Well, here's the flip side, okay? Not the flip side, but the other end, like you said, the corporations. You got to go back to America during a time when, in America, all goods and services were created in America, right? So, you made things in America. You lived off the land initially, right? Then you created goods in America that you sold to Americans that worked in the plants where the goods were created, right? At some point... Corporations decided or felt that it was better for them economy-wise to outsource their labor. To go to other countries, right? And instead of paying somebody here three twenty-five an hour, let me just say this, Peter, because because I may be full of shit completely and not and speaking on my ass. But let me finish my thought on this. Instead of paying somebody three twenty-five an hour, which I think was three seventy-five was the minimum wage back in the seventies, eighties, you can pay somebody you know three dollars a week in Thailand to, to you know to do what somebody what it would cost you a couple thousand dollars. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Peter.
0: So, but you you're talking about responsibility in that piece. And what companies started doing, like you said, was was then shipping the jobs overseas, manufacturing the things mm-hmm, overseas, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, jobs that were here in the U.S., especially like in the auto industry. Auto industry, in perfect auto, example. Perfect example. So the, I remember, this is years ago, 15 years ago, but I remember reading a statistic that at one point General Motors, because of their pension liability to their retired auto workers, because of their right. deal with the auto union, that- Three to four thousand dollars of the sticker price of one of their cars was just for the pension, for the the pension. And so, but the the problem though, which the auto companies didn't take responsibility for,
1: was they were making shitty cars back then. I mean, no, 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 not just shitty cars, they were making cars that consumed more fuel. Okay. As a result, more fucking fuel costs more gas money. The Japanese came in and said, "We can make a more fuel-efficient car, but, but smaller, they, faster, cheaper, more reliable. That it will they will
0: run for 150, 200,000 miles." Guess what
1: happens to the fucking U.S. autos? Exactly. But but the
0: fact is that they were making crappy cars. Right. They were making a crappy. It wasn't the workers' fault. Right. Right. No. They were making the cars that they designed. That they said, "Hey, the, this is what we." Right. Because
1: but, they wanted to fucking be more cost. They wanted to make more money. On a product. See, I don't have a problem with uh, passing the buck down, okay? Here's the deal. You just made a perfect example. So, three or $4,000 of the sticker price of that car goes to pay for the pension of an auto worker. So be it. What's the problem? Right, so you pay for fucking three or four thousand dollars, knowing that the money you're putting into a product that you're buying is going to help the person who helped make that car. In turn, that personal. But but the problem was that it was going into the price of the car that nobody wanted to buy. So right? That, no, that, no, no, no. Got it. Got it. Got it. So you got to go way back before that when they started making. At at one point, America made really good cars. I'm did. sorry, yeah. they did. Uh, who, uh, who, who was the first uh, Ma- Mazda? I remember in the seventies, Mazda came in. Mazda, um, um, Hyundai like, came in in the nineties, right? But it was it was and Honda, yeah, they it, came was in in the, it was Honda and Toyota. Oh, it, it was it was Datsun and Datsun, and they
0: became Toyota. Yeah, no, they actually became Nissan. Nissan, right? right Got but, it. But but it was those were, those came over here. And, you know, gas started to spike, and you could buy a, a, a car that got 40 miles to the gallon. Yeah, but
1: gas and didn't start to spike, uh, Peter. Gas was always fucking expensive. I mean, hold I mean, on. Our gas is still exp- cheap, cheap right. relative to what the rest of the world what pays. World is paying? Right? Right. right, 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 right. Well, what happened? Here, here's a turning point. The oil embargo of the 70s, okay? That was, a, that was a wake-up call to auto manufacturers to say, let's stop making six and eight fucking cylinder cars, and let's try to do four-cylinder cars more fuel-efficient uh, and, and, and make them better.
3: Out, and they came out with that Mustang too. Well, oh, don't even <laughs> talk to me about that shit. <laughs> well, listen, to this. when I was a
0: little kid, my dad, our first car was that I remember was a red '67 Mustang convertible. Oh wow! It was. Wow! It was. I loved that car. That's a sexy car. It was bro. a sexy car. Red '67 Mustang Oof. convertible, black leather interior was awesome. Started to have. That's because tra- Larry's a sexy motherfucker. Yeah, well, the sexy motherfucker traded in for a Mustang too. <laughs> so it was. uh... Oh my god! I, 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 I still haven't forgiven him for that shit. I mean, it's. Oh, uh, he they, did. It in for it too, huh? yeah, yeah, flush the toilet for that oh, one. Uh, we, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: they tried to copy the Japanese and, the, you know, with the, with, oh, oh man, that car. With so the Mustang. Oh, That's my God. God.
1: Mustang so too. I mean, what well, a, American, the American auto industry had a lot of flops. It's not just the Mustang, too. I think that was just the beginning for the oh Ford no, Motor they, Company. Yeah, but they, that was a big one, though. Oldsmobile had some fucked up shit. Chrysler had some fucked up shit. I mean, they all followed suit. But but then you had
0: these companies like General Motors that had four or five divisions that were essentially making the same the car. The same shit. I mean, right. I just you know how much With different, different was it names, all, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, the grill was different, a different nameplate on it. To try
3: to corner the market, and they all broke down the same, and they all sucked, and they were kind of everybody. You know, there was like a conspiracy that these cars were kind. of... Of designed to break down, so you had to take them into the shop, or you had to buy parts. But but then you know, in the late '90s or in the '90s, when
0: oil yeah. prices were as below or two bucks a gallon or whatever. Around, how long right. have we been playing? Uh, but uh, uh, you know, you had a situation that they were building SUVs, and oil prices were going to stay low forever. And then you know, that's we'll all they would go manufacture. About 10, and uh, then oil prices went through the roof, and then we wanted to buy SUVs, and then Thank they you. were screwed again, and they had to you know right. reinvent themselves. So right. I mean, the U.S auto industry for the last 30 or 40 years has not been not had their shit together. They're dude, always dude, a step dude. behind. They're for really just the last just-
1: 10 15 years, bro. For the last 30 years because that's you got the last 30 or 40 years. 30 40 years. You you got to go way back to see what the what's last happened thing like to in Detroit. Detroit. Was 67
0: Mustang convertible right. basically. I mean not <laughs> <but that's, laughs> know what about an 82 Cutlass Supreme?
1: <laughs> yeah. How about a DeLorean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, one of the problems when you you know it, and when hold you, on, when hold you, on. I, 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 hold on a second. I, I, you know, I haven't found a, a reason to play this, but I got to do it.
2: All right, thank you. Yeah, all right. Well, here's the problem. <laughs> when you're talking about jobs in the United States, you're kind of like, you're, you're kind of multiplying pennies. You're not going to really, you know, all the people out there working jobs, you're not going to get ahead. It, just do the math. You know, like if you're working, you talked about 40 hours a week. 40 hours a week, it's its a finite number. You're talking about a finite amount of money that you're going to get in a finite amount of time in your life where you're healthy enough to work. And if you add up how much money you can earn times what you're going to need due to inflation and, and, and all the other economic factors, if you just have a job, guys, you're not going to make it in this country. You have to find some business. some. The whole country is designed that you own businesses, not that you go to work for somebody else with a business. Yeah, but well, somebody's gotta work is, at
1: that business, right? But the but the is, who's gonna is go buy, and it Be you? And who's gonna buy the product that you're making Look, or the service that you're though. doing? As if that business? So you not
3: worry about the people working at the businesses. I'm
2: saying, I'm saying, if you're one of the people working at the businesses, mm-hmm. and, hey, not, and you're hey, not, doing it. something on the side. No, but then, but well, time is. Not Hello, Mister Griffin. Everything's Do working you, against
0: you.
1: Hello, Mister Griffin. Are you hiring for babysitter? But, but, but you have
0: that's, two that's, challenges with that right now. Is because it's still really hard for people, especially if they're starting a business, to borrow money. Right. Right. So I mean, the right. banks. The banks are not like you.
1: Got to have money. It, it, you have to have equity in order to borrow. I if I want to, that's not that's but, I disagree. But, You're but, talking to a man that comes from no, the but, bank. But. but I—, I not all businesses require
2: loans in the beginning. Give me an example of a business that doesn't require a loan or a small Amazon capital. store, eBay if, store, selling products on Craigslist. Okay. Well, yeah, and that's a what good thing. What are you going to sell on Craigslist? But you then buy, what, so it's standard. You buy something for a dollar, you sell it for two. What I'm saying is, if you only <laughs> yeah, have a job, I, if you only have a job. But does everybody have to be have, an yeah,
3: entrepreneur in this country? Yeah, but that's a fucking. Yeah. That's a yeah, pot smoker no, mentality. No, no, no. They have to.
2: If because, you, to get ahead in the United States financially, yes, you have to be an entrepreneur. If you're just working, there's, but couldn't you, couldn't you have a, a good life not being an entrepreneur? Okay, well, you, you use the ambiguous term, good life. When you say good life, where are you deriving this from? A sitcom in which they have
3: a good life? <laughs> no, I'm deriving it, I'm deriving it, oh, I'm saying, I'm deriving it from being able oh. to afford, let's just talk And <laughs> <Ford thing. laughs> yeah. so What I'm saying
1: is...
2: If you're talking about it from a purely mathematical standpoint, oh. no. You cannot have... You will run out of money. Raise the You will run out of time. Bit. You will run out of money and time.
1: The, diff, oh, the difference the, the di- <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you know what that means? Straight the
2: fuck up. Do you agree gonna- with what I'm saying, Peter? Or do you, think, do you think that you could still go to work for somebody else's company and still retire, still... Send kids to college, still own
3: a home. Well, that's the idea that's kind of laid out. You
0: go work for other. That's kind of the
3: idea that's that's been laid out by everybody.
1: I'm telling you, it's not true. I don't think you're wrong, Simon, but I don't think your answer is the solution to the whole issue. Okay, I I think that personal solution. I think it's a personal solution for you. No, I'm saying if you're not
2: making it, I'm saying if you're not making it financially, and you only have a one job. Mm -hmm. and you have only... So you're trading hours for dollars? So you're You're not going to have enough dollars and you're not going to have enough hours. You're saying
1: eBay and you're saying Craigslist. You're assuming that everyone that we're speaking of has a computer. No, you just asked for an example. I can give you
2: 10 examples. Give me another example that doesn't require the computer. The difference between eBay
1: and your job... First of all, first of all... The difference
2: between eBay and your job is you can you can't make money at your job while you're asleep.
1: First of all, eBay You have a set amount eBay? of hours. eBay Fuck you eBay. Okay? <laughs> fuck you eBay. With the fucking fees and all this other bullshit. Fuck you eBay. Okay? That's my take on eBay. Of,
2: I'm saying if you oh, I gave you an example okay. of a web-based e-commerce style business Here's some hope where you could make money
3: and so you're people not bound by hours. Here's so some hope. So people going to school to learn something other well, than entrepreneurial here's some things, hope. they're kind of fucked. Here's some hope. I no. think I think you're in trouble. You're wrong. I think that's not how this
1: economic, you're wrong. that's not capitalism. You're wrong. You're wrong. Okay. Here's some hope. So, here's some hope. The U.S. economy, okay? The U.S. economy is expected to generate 55 million jobs by twenty. It doesn't matter. Let me finish. And 65 of them will require more than high, more than a high school diploma. If current graduation rates hold steady, the U.S. will wind up 5 million college-educated ed- ed- workers short. Okay, so here's the point. They can have 150 million negative, jobs. It doesn't matter. Negative, because the emphasis now is going to be on education. Let's face it. We're not our parents that came to this country or our parents' parents that came to this country with any educational skills, with right, any job skills. Thing, if
2: everybody's education, no one has an education.
1: Dude, dude.
2: If
0: everyone has a diploma go ahead. Go ahead, Peter. So so here here's here's the thing. This is what separates America from from the rest of the world. A lot of people in in Europe, in Asia, who go and work for a lot of these you know, they're multinational corporations and they have fat pensions and a lot of benefits and a lot more quote unquote job security and they get to retire at, you know, sixty five or whatever. Um, but they don't have the opportunity... like our workforce is way more transient these days than it was, you know, 30 or 40 years ago. Transient
1: meaning they come and go. So people
0: switch jobs a lot right, more. Right, like, right, you right. Know,
1: 10, 15 years ago. I could suck your dick for $10 and a lot longer.
0: Exactly. So, but, but the fact is-
1: <laughs> I don't need benefits. I'll just swallow it. I'm not afraid of getting my throat infested. <laughs> go
0: ahead. <laughs> but- People so, but the, the thing about America is is that people now have more portability with their jobs and and, and are are more apt to switch to go and, and pursue other opportunities, and there are more opportunities to pursue. When you look, our unemployment rates as high as they are and shitty as it's been for a lot of people for for many years, relative to what the rest of the world's going through in Europe, the, those people are hosed. There, I mean, right. you have you have two, right. over twenty percent unemployment. Right. So right. so the, the the ability for people to kind of make their own destiny here and 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 it's still, here. It's, it's still here. It's still here. And it's
1: happening in, in, in technology, Espe- and what still
0: is, is, is where it's happening.
1: Especially with the technological advancements that are happening in our lifetime. One fucking second, things are changing like that rapid fire, which goes into your arena. Uh, we discussed briefly. You were a headhunter. You worked in the stock market, but I didn't know that uh, you moved over to uh, from trading to being a headhunter in the tech technology sector. Correct. Briefly, give us a little rundown on that, and then I want to know how that translated to what you do now, which is you're 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 getting. Uh, so so for for
0: many years, I worked in financial services. I worked in trading on the trading floor. Uh, I've been down there for many years, and as time went on, more and more you know more and more of what I did became automated and there was less dependence on human interaction in terms of stock trading and, and, and stock trading buying and selling yep. the actual stock yep. you, they they wanted less people involved in that so right. so from so I was able to transition from that and get into. Recruiting or headhunting, as you as you put it, recruiting uh uh, uh, Soft uh experienced
1: workforce,
0: workforce work highly trained workforce. In most instances, a highly trained workforce is mostly people who are you know have a, a minimum bachelor's degree. A lot of them have masters in. Yeah,
1: but you were talking about uh you were talking about um 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 software developers for right. banking industry for corporate industry yeah. you were talking about that 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 the the business you were in the financial sector was being automated so now banks and and corporations needed new software to run their and facilitate their to new, run their operations right 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 so so
0: you know whether it's running a network of you know 10,000 ATMs or if it's a loan origination system for a mortgage portion of a bank or is loan
1: origination system. What is that?
0: So a lo- a loan origination system is basically the, a, a, a computer system that manages the workflow of the loan process. So basically from a, if you go in to apply for a loan, you know, you fill out all the paperwork. Cash
1: call. I called him up. The guy takes my information. He inputs it in the computer.
0: And they do the, you know, as part of it, the credits. They do the credit, credit checks. They, they, you know, you know, look at that, what the what the rate is. Um, then, you know, uh, what they call the back office is is then usually once once the mortgage is created, then banks then sell the mortgage off and they pull it into other mortgages, right. which created. So all those things are automated and, and
1: run by programs and software that are commonly used or or widely used within the industry. Within
0: these industries, and especially with the consolidation within the banking industry, so these big banks were kind of gobbling each other up, and then they each had their own individual system at which point those systems had to be merged which is a you know a big technological challenge for them so that's the kind of stuff that I did coming out of working on Wall Street was working for a company that provided resources to help do that a lot of it had to do with storing you know like building big data warehouses to store lots of uh, mm-hmm. You know, records and uh, mm-hmm. account information, and, 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 and records and stuff. Because that was a, oh, that's a, that's well, that's oh, no another. No, <laughs> that's another. <laughs> I don't even get into that.
1: But 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 that's a perfect example of that whole industry changing from paper files to data files. Yeah. So, so where so, do you store all that shit? That that wasn't a problem that, that that was ever dealt with because it wasn't an issue. How do you store
0: issue. it? How do you make it redundant so if so you know something breaks and you don't lose right. you know everything that you're backed up uh, and and so you don't have to do the shit twice. It checks itself, right? But, but well, it checks itself, but it, it also it creates the ability for them to. You know, look at the information that's being collected in in a very organized way, very quickly, so they can make more real time decisions in terms of how they run their business.
1: Now, you're not trained in all this. You were trained from the inside workings of the financial sector, i.e., the stock market. Correct. So this guy, this guy, um, um, this guy, a friend of your father's, hires you, and he hires you based on the fact that you understand the inner workings of who he is trying to hire people to work for, which and are the banking people, the corporate businesses that are looking to develop software and stuff like that. At the time he had several uh, customers that were
0: large banks, large financial institutions right. that were building these systems. And I understood how these systems worked, worked. from the inside. From the inside. Mm-hmm. So in, in in terms of being able to, and, and it was helpful for their team of, of recruiters for me to help kind of educate them on that. And at the same time, they kind of taught me more about, you know, what, the technology was that was actually you know the the programming around the systems to do that, and I just slowly you know kind of learned what what they did
1: and this was what like ninety No, this two thousand
0: started like two thousand four
1: two thousand four yeah, okay, so like nine years ago yeah you, this is when you well this is when you got into the recruiting recruiting, yeah beautiful because I never heard of this and like I said, I always thought you recruited like CEOs CFOs for coming that because that's another uh, uh, type of recruiting right so okay so how you you're recruiting now for software developers for game for, for
0: the a, for a game company yes for a game company tell yes. me about that so the uh, the company I work for makes a uh, hugely popular uh, online video game called League of Legends
1: League Man. of Legends League of
0: Legends and it is the most popular online game in the world right now. Uh, We have over 70 million registered users. We have... Thirty-two million active monthly players and twenty-two
1: million active.
0: Thirty-two million active. Thirty-two million. And we have probably twelve. Are you
1: telling me that there are that much fuck that many marijuana smokers in America that these stay home? These kids are.
0: They're, they're not marijuana. Th- these, smokers. no. These kids. It's a highly competitive game because it's a multiplayer. Huh. So it's two teams of, of five.
1: And you who, can and you can join up. How does that work? I'm sorry. I don't. Want, I, I don't. I'm not gonna ask because I've never even seen the game. How does it work? How does it How does it work? Yeah, I mean, so, so I you, log on. You
0: go, I'm a player. You go to our game. You download it. You load it onto your computer. You create an account. You log in, and you can. It's free. You can start playing it right away. Right. And basically, uh, so basically, our, how our, do I get on a team? So, so here's the thing. You can. It's a very social game. A lot of people play. As, as, it's very competitive, very social. So a lot of people have like networks of friends who play it together. So you can create a custom game with your friends to play. What's it called? It's called League of Legends. League of Legends. Okay. So, so, and then the other thing is we have a part of our software is we have what's called a matchmaking system. So it will analyze your game history. Your skill. Uh, your skill level. And then it will match you into a game of people of similar skill. So if you if you go online and you see none of your friends around to play. So it's
1: like a, like a chat room or a community board. Well, and you just, just go in and it says,
0: you know, put me in. It'll put you in and then it will find a game for you and then match you in. And from there you get and the game loads and you go and play the game.
1: So the computer says you're a fucking loser. Here, the loser team, ping, and you go in there. And you're like, quack 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 quack. Oh man, do I have to play with the Scrubs again? Even a League of Legend of League? What the fuck is it
0: called? Well, it's League of Legends. But, league of Legends. But, but, but the whole. The, uh, the philosophy behind the game and, and the guys who founded our company were hardcore, passionate gamers. Gamers, yeah. They, so they wanted to be what they call the most player-focused game company in the world. These are
1: American guys. Yeah, they're
0: born here in L.A. Nice. I mean, they were local boys from L.A. Nice. They went to USC. Nice. They after college, they were roommates. They nice. started out on their careers doing. You know, they one was a management consultant in Bain. One worked in a marketing company here in L.A. But they always were kind of bitten by the bug to to, to make a video game, and they kind of came up with this idea. They so- and, and, and basically they. Came up with the prototype, raised some money, and started building. They formed the company in 2006. They launched the game in 2009, and it is just taking off like wildfire. It's it's crazy.
1: How do they make their revenue?
0: They make their revenue through what's called microtransactions or um, um, microtransactions or um, uh, you know uh, buying stuff kind of within game. So um, so it. so but the thing about so you need if more you need missiles. A helmet.
1: Yeah, well, you it's, need- not, it's, actually, it's, it's actually not. Oh, shit. It, it's, Sergeant, it's, you need a condom. Yeah. There's a hooker coming your way. Oh, please. It's, $3. It's, 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 that's, Seeing that's so you've
2: been
0: you- online for 12 hours. You don't really need a condom. You just need one on the game. So, no, actually, the the, the way it works is, is that you can buy what's called uh, our in-game currency and then... You you don't buy actual like weapons or anything. Um, we have uh, cha- what we refer to as the game. The game is based on characters, or we refer to them as champions. Mm-hmm. So you can then, if you find a champion that you like and want to play, you can buy that champion and then you own them forever. Or we create what's called custom skins, which give them a unique look and feel within the identity, game. Identity, yeah, yeah, identity. And so the the champions are really cool. A, a lot of the original champions when the game launched are based on people who actually work at the company. Got it. So they have yeah, kind of cool, cool. They have kind of cool personalities and and are and cool special powers and, and shit. It's cool powers and cool abilities and our players really relate to them and you know Got have it. like a, have create like a, a deep emotional bond. But the other thing that's really cool about it is is that there are a lot of people who play our game and actually never spend a penny and they just it the more games you play, you're you, you know and the better you get at it, you're able to Unlock more of the game It just kind of takes longer Like, Z-
1: like Zelda Like the Legends of Zelda Yeah so, so, Sort of So this is This is pretty interesting So how long have you been Working for them
0: uh, About two and a half years
1: Two and a half years So the game is so Obviously so popular Correct. And it has a big following Correct. That the owners And, 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 and the, your bosses The creators of the show Are constantly looking For other people To develop different aspects of the game different levels so so the thing
0: that makes us different is is unlike most traditional games that you would buy for your let's say your Xbox or your your playstation whatever most most of those games are developed over long periods of time so like every year every fall call of duty comes out and you go to the store and you buy the next of Call of The League. next version. So the thing that makes this a little bit different is, is that our game is under continuous development. So every couple of weeks we're releasing something new into the game, a new feature, a new champion, new skins. So it's always changing. It's always evolving. So when the game launched in 2009, we had roughly 40 champions. We now have, I think, 117 total people, champions, the characters within the game.
1: Uh, that, that, that comes down to 117 rich motherfuckers that want to pay extra money to become champions and have big, long foreskins. <laughs> well, you know what? That I, Kudos that's ingenious yeah so it's that's it, ingenious but
0: it they, they've really kind of disrupted so, the, the 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 industry in terms of how a, a they've shak, like
1: they've shake sh- they've shaken the whole industry shaken the whole up up the whole for of- many reasons because now you don't even need to get an Xbox you can play this game online and you in your, play computer. It on your Mac you
0: play it on your PC it was originally a PC we, we launched the Mac version a, a few months ago and you got some uh,
1: Japanese Motherfuckers to come on boy be like <speaking> 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 actually uh, the biggest
0: one of the biggest markets for us is, is China. We it's huge the game is huge wow. in China, Korea, where video games are kind of like the national sports of of, of Korea. Video, several, games,
1: video games are Cheerios.
0: Yeah, well it's it's competitive. And and one of the cool things is is that um our there's a professional grade of player in our in our game and we have a professional league, and so this we just announced today actually that our world championships are going to be held at the Staples Center this October. Oh wow! So the t- so last year we we had them at the Galen Center, which is the basketball arena at USC. Oh wow! And we had like nine thousand people sold out. Oh wow! And eight million people tuned in online to watch the stream. Oh wow! The That's wow. awesome, yeah, dude!
3: Yeah, so it's it's it's. it's I'm amazing. gonna have
1: to go down there and do do some NPR fucking interviewing <laughs> and shit. There you yeah, go. let's go
3: down. What's did it, it uh, did it knock down the like World of Warcraft? Or is that still going? Or I mean, I, I, I don't know that much about it. it. I just hear and, it, and World like, of Warcraft has.
0: Dropped in popularity. Uh-huh. Our game is a little bit different because World of Warcraft is like a virtual world that Nick, just kind of goes on and we're on. Probably going
1: to wrap it up. Whereas our minutes.
0: game is session based, so each game is like has a beginning, middle, and end, and oh, typically okay. lasts for about 40, 40 45 minutes as a typical game for so us. So
2: you don't drop out of college just to play a game. You <laughs> you actually, to...
0: I was talking to one. I was talking to one of our directors of engineering, and he was telling me a story. He goes, "I met this guy who." like, dropped out of Stanford to play to play the game. Sure. But, wow. Uh, sure. But, but, I mean, those are rare, yeah, rare yeah. stories. But, get but, but, but every every major college campus, and I'm sure there are some college kids who are listening somewhere out in the uh, NPR, the story is public radio. The story is public radio universe. I'm going to check it out. But it's 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 a lot of fun. I'm going to cool check game. it out.
1: Yeah. What's the name of your company?
0: Uh, Riot Games.
1: Riot. I've heard of Riot. Yeah. You fucking crazy motherfucker! Big up, big up, Riot Games. That's right. Awesome, yo. It's it's been a it's been. I mean, I could so we could. Talk, I mean, we, could we keep going for hours here. We could we could keep going for hours. We should
2: light a fire and I'll just huddle around it and get some warmth.
1: <laughs> no, no, because 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 the other aspect of this is that you're a big social network geek. I mean, I'm using the word geek with a lot of affection. No, I... Yeah, I mean... I'm mean, Affectionate geek. No, you're the first person... You're the first person to ever tell me about Twitter. You 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 were the first person ever. Really? And yeah yeah yeah. I I, I don't remember how, how long ago it was, but I was like, "What are you doing on your on your BlackBerry?" This is and you were like, "Oh, I'm tweeting." And I mean, what the fuck is that? And you were like, "Well, yeah, you follow this person, then they follow you, and you post." And you told me about the Kogi barbecue truck, the yeah. Korean barbecue. Yeah. And you and and you follow it, and you you told me about that. And at the time, I thought, "What the fuck are you talking about? It's so bizarre. Like, why? I mean, why should I be doing that?" All of a sudden, you fast forward. I mean, when was the first time you? got into twitter i got into twitter i think it was back in 2008 got it so that's how long so long it's been
0: 2008 and and i was reading a lot about it in a lot of the tech blogs and then i heard a story about it on uh on the radio on the way into work one day and i just went on and created an account and you know and you
1: were fucking tweeting
0: and tweeting and and it's, it's 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 pretty cool
1: it is cool it's cool if you know what the fuck you're doing because whenever i go on i still don't know what's going on i mean i went on today uh because i was good, i was looking at I, w- I wanted to look at your tweet you know your your twitter account your tweet, you know i follow you you're following me um and i just wanted to understand a little better and i still don't understand it and i wish we had another hour or two so we can talk about this with you um but what, what, are, what are the advantages of having a Twitter account if you're a business, let's say? Or, for instance, if you're a show like us that want to promote and we want to get more followers, more listeners. Obviously, that's what your company does on Twitter, right?
0: We have a huge Twitter following. We have a huge Facebook page. We actually have one of the top, I think, five um, YouTube uh, channels on YouTube uh, with our game. But, um, you know, for businesses, it's been a great tool for them to create a viral buzz in and around their, 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 their whatever their product or services that they're offering. And especially something, one of the key drivers of, of Twitter is the ability to drive content. So you're generating content here with the show every week. So the ability to shoot out, you know clips of your show or on Twitter yeah, on Twitter. Yeah. You know, cause you, you can upload, yeah, uh, 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 you can upload uh, a soundbite and say, Hey, here, you know, like last week you had what Mason Pryor in here and you uh, did yeah, you know, yeah. or a couple, couple, we- yeah. a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. So, Hey, uh, I, you know, and then you can, if that person, whoever you're interviewing is on Twitter, you say, Hey, we interviewed at, you know, what at so-and-so Got it. On, Got on Twitter, it. here's Got a, here's a sample tune to tune, tune, win tune this week. And, and, you know, it kind of builds off itself. And, it. and, and, and the cool thing is if the people who you're bringing in here who have you know, significant networks, they then can, you know, retweet your tweet or, you know, shout out at you and say, Got hey, it. you know, listen. To-
1: so it's basically, you know, turning on a light bulb and having all the flies or the or the, or the bugs come at it and then redirecting that light bulb to other places and the flies just keep. It,
0: it's creating awareness, awareness. creating visibility. Aware. And Aware. and Twitter has a lot, has evolved. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so they. I haven't. But what? <laughs> so they have, um, you know, they have a way to, you know, you can advertise, you use it as an advertising platform to advertise your product or service. But
1: yeah, you know, no, it's fucking hot in here. Simon, we're gonna wrap right? it up. I, yeah. I think
0: Simon's melting. He's melting. <laughs> Let me just take my
1: shirt off. So so no no so so anyway, you. Wear, I, this is the camera. We're are on uh, live stream. Yeah, guys. So don't, you, you I'm just gonna hi. take my shirt off. You say hi. Um, uh, so you know what. That's a, that's a lot of information. We're, what we're going to do is we're going to take Peter out for, for drinks and, uh, and some coffee and uh, some, some, some dessert or something. If anyone uh, has some blankets, s- we could borrow. So, so, <laughs> sometime, sometime soon. And anyway, like and we, a blanket, no, too. No, we're going to get a Twitter fucking lesson or, or a couple because we, we really need to get up on that. But anyway, um, we're going we'll to wrap it off up. This. We're going to wrap this up. Um, and say uh, thank you so much, Peter, for coming in. Will you come back another time? I would love to. Really? Yeah, this is a lot of fun. Yeah, I know I know you were very uh, enthusiastic about my show. And I really, really appreciate yeah, it. I love the show. I, yeah, I know you do, and I, and I really love uh, people with enthusiasm enthusiasm about, about my show. You know me for a long time, so pe- people ask me a lot of times what this show is, and I like to tell them I'm bringing the street corner to your ear, 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 ear. You know what I'm saying? So... We want to say thank you very much to Peter Grossman. All the best to Riot. You know what I'm saying? And uh, again, tune in every Thursday night from 9 to 10 p.m. here on Skid Row Studios.com. That's a Pacific Standard Time, midnight to 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go to our website, Nessorius.com publicradio.com. Go to Facebook, uh, Facebook forward slash Nestorius Public Radio. Like us. And you know what, man? While you're there, pull up your pants, go to Twitter, and follow me on NYC at Twitter. We'd like to thank Satan for providing
2: heating and air cooling and conditioning for the program.
1: <laughs> That's right. He, what you guys don't know is that in here, the air conditioning system gets turned off uh, after 6 o'clock, so there's no air. Not that we be able to have air on because we're recording live. You know what I'm saying? So Support
2: for NPR comes from Satan providing efficient heating and air non-cooling systems to Skid Row
1: Studios. <laughs> <laughs> big the fuck up to all you motherfuckers that listen to us every fucking week. Bigger, big up big,
2: Get it off, let it off, Set it off. Get it off, let it, get it It's me. it it It's I got it. It's me. Ooh, it's me.
0: Ooh, it's me. Ooh, it's me. I ain't doing nothing but talking shit. Y'all gotta like, you know, encourage me the whole way long. Ow. I ain't doing nothing but talking shit.
3: Y'all gotta like, you know, encourage me to
1: hold It just happens. I get prepared.